Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Chapo. Happy Tuesday, y'all. It's a rainy Tuesday here in NYC, but I don't mean no difference. We're going to get it started anyway. All right, so I'm sitting here, and y'all, I got the tea. Finally got the tea. Oh, when I'm, by tea, I mean uh, drinking tea, hot tea. Yes, I'm here with a cup of tea. Celestial season. Lemon zinger. It's my favorite. <laughs> No, because it's tea season. I am not a big coffee person. I've never been a coffee person. That's just the truth. And I might mess with it in the summer with some ice, but child, the tea is everything. And I've been trying something new, right? So, like, you know, they got sugar. Y'all know sugar, Splenda, and all this other stuff. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I don't sweeten, but I've been sweetening lately because I've been going through things. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was in the market in the sugar aisle. Um, and I'm like, get a little small bag of sugar. But then I saw that they had those sugar cubes, the little sugar dots. And I'm like, oh, my God, how fancy is that? And it totally reminded me of, like, I don't know, like, British UK, like, England, like, tea and crumpets and Earl Grey and, and, and tea time and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. I like that. So now when I do my my little tea and I'm getting it ready, I'm looking at it and I look at my little lumps. Because they, they call it lumps of sugar. And they're like, oh, Chapo, one lump or two. And I'm like, shit, more like six, bitch. I need that motherfucking sugar. <laughs> but I'm not here to talk about the tea. That was just like part of it. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about some thoughts that I had on my mind really quickly. And also stop by the corner because I need to talk. So, all right. So I wanted to, first of all, cursing people out in public, right? Now, I, I really want to talk about this because in the, I think like, uh, within the past 45 days, I cursed out somebody that I know. <laughs> like, it was a stranger. But I cursed him out. Now, I've been working on me for a very long time. I've had a very bad anger issue. You know, like, I'm very good with words. I could put some words together and really hurt people. You know, and it, don't, it, feels, it used to feel good when I said it because I was happy, you know, that I was able to say something that hurt, attacked somebody. And later, I wouldn't even think of things that I, sh- I should have said at the time that I didn't think of until then. But then always I would feel like shit. And I didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't like that. And no matter how much I would always go back, because when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong and apologize to people. They would not have any of my apologies. Not because they was upset with me. It was just because they were just super understanding. And guess what? That made me feel even more like shit. So I was like, okay, cool. I got to get it together. So I did. So like in the past 45 days when I was cursing um, my, my friend out and the cursing him out in public. <laughs> now, now, listen, I ain't proud of me, <laughs> and we've hashed things out since, but I wanted to say that when you're cursing somebody out, right, it's a very, like, it's a very, like, it's a very interesting thing that happens when you curse somebody out, right, or when somebody is being cursed out in public, and I want to talk about that, <clears throat> so, like, for instance, um, all right, all right, for instance, cursing people out in public, it's, it's either... You're in either one of three positions, right? You're either the one that's watching someone else cur- cursed out by mistake or accident. So you're either innocent bystander in a mall, on the street, um, friend of a friend of the person who is in the commotion. Two, you are the person who is getting yelled at in public. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's seeing this. Or three, you're the one that's doing the cursing and the shenanigans and the, and, the, and the show out and all that and the showboating in public, right? And so depending on which 
of the three positions you're in usually will give you like whatever your view is on the subject, right? Or whatever your point of view is or your opinion is on the subject. Now, I'm saying all that for a reason because this goes out to me cursing the person out. So, uh, boom, cursing the person out in public. <laughs> uh, I'm the one in this position. I'm the one that's doing the curse, <clears throat> right? But I've also been the one that watched somebody get cursed out and I've also been the person that got cursed out by my mom or whoever. It doesn't matter. Like, hey, we've all been cursed out. <laughs> you could have got into it with your significant other. <laughs> Y'all cursing each other out. The point is, I was the one that was doing the curse. And now, I know me, right? Sometimes I realized, I realized by the time I did the public cursing now, because I'm usually not that person to public curse you out. Like, if I have a problem with you, I'm going to let you know. But public, that's different. So by the time I got to that, not only was I disappointed in myself, but even I had to admit that something had happened that had crossed a certain boundary, a line of my, like, you know, as far as, like, point of no return to my anger that just infuriated me, that just made me be like, listen, as far as I'm concerned, it's just me and you right now. I don't see nobody out here. It's just us. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm coming for you. And so I started to notice in my rage, and I'm saying everything I want to say, and I'm warranted, too. That's the thing. But it's still, it's still later I didn't feel right. It doesn't matter, warranted or not. And they're standing there looking like they're innocent. But the truth of the matter is they're not innocent. So then I started to realize that got me even madder. Because I started to realize, first of all, when you're on the outside looking in, you be looking at people like, why are you making this seed? You're embarrassing this poor person. The poor person is sitting there looking wild innocent a lot of times when a lot of times this person is not innocent at all. They just probably not used to an emotional um, public display of them being embarrassed like that or they probably just don't know what to do in a situation like that because they don't know how to handle it so a lot of times they're looking like deer stuck in the headlights which automatically to a to an innocent bystander is going to make them look like they doing nothing wrong at all and make the person screaming look like a total jerk so here i am looking like a total jerk but at the same time the person who's looking like the total jerk a lot of times i started to learn as me being the person who i, I started to learn that person nine out of ten for me, usually being the person on the outside looking in, like, man, you ain't got to do all that. You biggest person all the bad. Nine out of ten, they got a reason why they're screaming like that, honey. You know what I'm saying? Like, this person is low-key, sneaky sometimes, underhanded. Even some people know damn well that they're capable. Like, I've had people I cursed out like that in the past. Well, not really in public, but I've cursed out like that. And they'll sit there and put on the impression that in, uh, if somebody's around, it might not be in public, but maybe somebody's around, like a close friend, a family member, just like some like a, like a significant other. They'll sit there and play the role like they dumb as hell. Like they don't like they never curse me out at all, or they never talk to me crazy at all. So they'll mumble something under their breath, and then you know, entice in an argument. And then when you bait into it and you start getting loud, nobody ever heard what they whispered to you and said to you low key under breath, or what they text you real quick that you know that just you know that you y'all that they don't know that y'all been going at it all day all week you know what I'm saying and that this motherfucker just pretty much just says something to send your ass off the rocker you know what I'm saying so what I'm basically saying is I guess I'm starting to learn like when you start seeing people arguing and stuff you gotta learn to mind your fucking business it's just like when I was watching cheaters right because I talked about cheaters I did a whole little segment on cheaters but um with cheaters it's the same thing it's a lot of times right Let's say it's a woman who's doing, who conducted the investigation or had or called cheaters to do the investigation on her so-called husband, baby father, or boyfriend. Let me sip some of this good tea before it get cold on me. Slurp. 
right? And then so when the cameras be running down, when they always got that moment of confrontation, they got to hop out the van, go, 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 go. And everybody running, oh, I'd be, oh, I'd be running barefoot, right? <laughs> but they get inside. And then the cheating-ass, dog-ass husband is always there with this girl who has usually no idea what's going on. We're talking about situations where the girl have no idea what's going on. So now you have a situation where there's a man who is just, as far as the restaurant people who was in there with him know, he was just innocent in there with his girlfriend, seemingly so. But then here comes this crazy woman who's hollering at him and, and cursing him out in public, and she looks like a crazy psycho, but she's coming with people uh, with cameras and microphones and stuff. They want, they're demanding to know what the hell is going on. She's slapping them down, maybe trying to slap at the girl. And then here goes the girl. The girl the, I've, I've seen this because the marathon's been on a lot lately. The girl might try to innocent bystander girl who has no idea what's going on, don't know what's going on, looking at this woman like she crazy, might try to attack this woman trying to protect her man. Unbeknownst to her, she a dummy and fool of the day, donkey of the day too, because this nigga cheating on, you know, because people don't know. So I started to learn through my experience when I cursed somebody out in the past 45 days that uh, I learned, I learned my, my motherfucking business with people getting cursed out because some motherfuckers are getting cussed the fuck out. They deserve to be cussed out. It ain't for you to be like, who is here? She shut the fuck up. Why you been this? Because you know damn well you done been in this situation. Sure, y'all know. Shoot, be a situation. It's just like when your parent, you was doing something wrong, then your mom cursed your ass out in public, and you don't say shit back. Sometimes you be looking all innocent, and your mom be looking half crazy, but you know, damn well you bad, and she caught you doing that shit, or you kept asking that shit. She told you stop asking her to buy. You know what you did, but your mom, you got your moms out there looking wild, crazy, and shit. Like she need to get CPS called on her ass, but you know, motherfucker, you little badass little motherfucker, you know exactly what you did. You know. And uh, that's my thoughts on that. I just wanted to bring that up because I, I just said I'm going to start stopping, stop, stop saying, you know, why this person doing this and that. Because I had stopped yelling at people for a while. And I certainly didn't go that far with it. You know, hell, I'll, you want to disrespect me, I'll wild on your shit. And then they, okay, and then people get calm and everything. I got my apologies later and I apologize later too. But my whole point is, <laughs> it was for some stupid shit. And this is not even anybody that I'm dating. It's my friend, but they have ways. They have like... Um, what do you call it? like little um, lion ways that don't make no sense about the smallest stuff? It doesn't make any sense, and I'm not gonna have none of it. You know what I'm saying? Especially when I done, when I done called you out on it before in the past, and I, and I don't have time for that. Like especially when people lying about little stuff. And again, we're not dating, we're not in a relationship. Just like I don't got time for that. So I'm gonna call you out because you're my friend. But after a while, I'm gonna tell you about yourself. Then it got to the point where it's just blatant. Oh hell, no, I don't give a fuck where we at, motherfucker. You need help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like because something's wrong with you. But this is the same person that always do dumb shit like that, always looking on instant. But long story short, that's not the point. The point is, I learned to mind my damn pee. Some people just getting cursed out because they deserve it. Or like, look, I watched the episode of Cheaters because Cheaters is really popping these days with the marathons. The, his, the woman was cheating on her husband with this guy. The whole family ran down with Joey Greco at the hotel. Or the motel, I should say. It wasn't even a hotel. It was a motel. Her son's Jumped the dude in the room on top of the bed. Her sons, because she wouldn't give them an answer. They wanted to know why the sons was crying. They was like, why? Why would you do that to us? Why would you do that to our family? Her daughter was there. It was like three of her grown kids. It was like 18. But these boys was grown. You know what I'm saying? And they was beating up the dude. She lying on the camera telling everybody that her and her husband is really divorced. They was never divorced. She's just trying to save face because it's a public setting. These people look crazy because I'm not saying they should have busted up the guy. And then not only that, the son busted her window. When she was trying to drive away, the son kicked um, the windshield and cracked the windshield. 
I mean, I'm just saying, that's how upset he got, but it was a public thing. Most people be like, that's your mom, like, acting like that. But if you know the whole story, you might, you might be like, you know what, let me shut up about my damn business. So I guess the point of this segment is, next time you think you see something going on, you think you know what the hell's going on, just mind your damn business, because at the time you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, we hear people say it's a best up thing to some people. Sometimes you really don't know just what the hell's going on. My damn business. That's New York City model anyway. My damn business. Let somebody come stumbling on the train 6 o'clock in the morning, stumble before a bust their head. I said this before, too, on the poll. Now, one person going to look up from the damn newspaper. If you, if you ain't asking for help, <laughs> if you're not crying out in pain, it's called M-Y-O-B. Mind your business. Now, what's the next thing I want to talk about today? <clears throat> ah, Karma. I think that's what I'm going to name this episode. This episode might be on karma. Now, I wanted to talk about this because that's not the karma in the way that you would think of it. You know, when we talk about karma, a lot of times we talk about karma in the sense of like, ah, uh, you know, you're putting out bad, you keep doing all this bad and stuff, bad's going to come out to you, come back to you. And that's pretty obvious. Although sometimes I wonder, although sometimes I wonder, and I'm sure some people wonder with me. Does it appear sometimes, doesn't it appear sometimes that some people who's just been running around here doing bad for a really long time to people, mankind, society, the universe, and all of that, it only seems that sometimes like uh, their good looks, you just keep going for a long time. Sometimes, I'm not saying they don't, every dog has their day. I'm not saying that they don't meet their day. I'm just saying it just seems like they seem to have longevity to it. Wow. That... Age old fashioned, it's an old fashioned saying, but it's never gonna go out, out of style that the good guy finished last, or the good gal, good girl, whatever you wanna say, the good person, period, just finishes last. Because it seems like the good person, the more good they put out, a lot of times it seems like the more bad they get, to the point people start saying things like, you, you're too nice, you know, and all of that. And you're just like, why? Like, that's the type of person I guess you could, have, could call me, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not naive. Because sometimes your you're, um, kindness, your respect for people, the way you talk to them kindly. You know, a lot of people can misconstrue that for naivete, uh, stupidity, and an easy target, you know, a lot of times. And that's one impression that I have just, that's just the first impression people get off me off the rip. This face is one that fools people as well because it looks so innocent. And, and not even innocent, like, because I'm dangerous, but it just looks so, like, Mark, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm your mark. I'm nobody's mark. So what people eventually come to find out later on, female associates, male associates, especially men that I've dated, especially the ones that was looking for a doormat or looking for uh, someone that was a little bit um, easy in any aspect, you know, easy to manipulate, easy to take advantage of, it doesn't matter. And to find out that I'm not, you know, um, we did, we never clicked well. All of a sudden they would try to mess with my head or something to try to make me kind of like back down or whatever the situation is. But my point is with this good girl finishing last and this bad girl, or, or, or like they said today, where, you know, um, damn a bad bitch, bring back the queens. Like in the days of, in the days of bad bitches now where, just take your clothes off and twerk or do whatever the heck you want to do in a video. And all of a sudden, that somehow is trumping the girl. Um, I don't know, the morality, um, intellectual mind, and um, something else going on for herself. That's, that's pretty much that, that's that thing that's inside her that has some kind of substance of value that doesn't fade. While the beauty and everything else is going to fade and the silicone and the injections and all of that is going to go somewhere. You know, it's just that's not a um, commodity. So... 
it's like basically if you if you if you or if you're anything like me you've often taken a look back at yourself in your life you usually be like what in the hell and when is my day gonna come so i was looking at this article i can't remember who wrote it but briefly i just wanted to discuss what i got from it which was not to look at karma anymore so much as Everything bad that's happening to me is because I put out bad, which I feel like if I haven't paid for the bad that I've put out, I don't know what I'm doing. Because lately, in the past few years of my life, I've been taking so much. Not only have I stayed away from so many people, it's like I don't put myself around people to harm, period. Let alone if I do talk to them, I try to talk to them with kindness or or tact or something. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who knows me still knows like I'm, I'm crazy and nutty and I'm silly and stuff. I'm not perfect. You know, but at the same time, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, when is my, when is my, uh, what is, when is what, what I'm reaping right now? When I'm, you know, when am I going to reap what I'm sowing? Okay, so if we're supposed to reap what we sow and then bad energy and all that, which, like I said, a lot of people are putting out bad energy. I don't see, I see, like, their longevity is just running straight. And then you got people like us who sitting there trying to do it, not necessarily by the book, but genuinely through love and with kind hearts or whatever. And we are not. Moving ahead of this race at all whatsoever. And then here's the catch. 22. If you want to try to sometimes move over from that good girl gone bad or, or good boy gone bad thing, then everybody's going to, oh, my God, what happened to what happened to Jack and Jill who fell off the hill? And, yeah, shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, because you need to stand up here like, Jack got fucking tired, bitch. <laughs> and so did Jill. And so, you know, it's a different approach. Damn, again, you know, fell down the hill. Niggas... We we uh I don't know we we made we made uh jet ski made from grass I don't know I'm tired y'all Jimmy set my tea hold on okay right I'm gonna take a break let me because this tea getting cold I gotta reheat it I ain't, I'm not gonna miss out on this goodness of tea for you all love you see you after the break Chavez Culture. All right, family, we're back from break. Before the break, I was discussing karma. Reaping what you're sowing. And when will the people who have reaped lots and lots and lots and lots of good um, sow? Uh, the benefits of the... Oh, no, no, reap, reap, reap the benefits. Reap the benefits. There you go now. Of what they have sown. I'm preaching today. No, not really. But the corner is in session. The corner is in session. And so, um, <clears throat> I don't know. See, because for me, the thing is, like, I go through a lot. I think a lot of the pain that I have had experienced in my life is because a lot of people were, um, I've always said it like this, and I told somebody this one day, and they, they said they, that, they, that they understood what I was coming from, they thought it was deep, is that I ain't never meet anybody I think even friendship-wise or maybe maybe relationship-wise that have matched my loyalty. I just haven't met it. So if I haven't met anybody friendship-wise or uh, relationship-wise, male-wise, to to match my loyalty in the type of way, which doesn't mean I'm not going to love, you know, to stop loving anybody or love them any less because of that, that doesn't happen. But because of that, that automatically puts me in a situation where um, my feelings will probably get uh, trampled on a lot. A lot of the things that I do for the people that I love will be overlooked. And a lot of the kindness that I bestow to the ones that I care and love about, friends, family, or it doesn't matter, associates, coworkers, or whatever, it doesn't matter, 
will get um, taken of as a sign for weakness, which in turn will have the people that I care about the most, as always been in my life, a repeated story, just kind of like um, turn around and I guess you could say just um, not see me for who I am or the love that I give them and, and I just don't win. I don't come out on the winning side. It's, it's kind of like uh, they end up taking more than they give. And it doesn't have to be materialistic in the taking. Taking could simply be they took of the love and the time and the care that I have for them and in return I receive no love, no time, no care, no, no consideration, no, you know, no kind of effort. <clears throat> there was no A for effort on their part, you know, but I still continue to love them. So, um, that it's very easy when you fall into a pattern like that to want to slip into a mentality where you'd be like, F everybody, F them all, okay, and then start to um, go along to get along or be like, well, it seems as if in these days and times, being a douchebag or, or, or the, um, what do you call it? A fake bitch. You know what I'm trying to say? Like a fraud or, you know, the type of that type of person. It seems like that's more in. I say it to this day. It seems like people can eat up and show up more lies than it is truth. As a matter of fact, the more I love, the more and more I love people genuinely and honestly of me from my heart, the more and more people think I have ulterior motives or intentions or, or, or some kind of thing. And, and it, it, it annoyed me at first. And it did offend me because I was just like, dang, it's to the point you can't even be nice. But then I realized, I said, you can't get mad at people for that. Because you got to understand, a lot of people, a lot of your enemies come with smiles. I'm a smiley person and I have a decent personality. So it, obviously it comes off as, oh, you coming in the image of the shit that, you, that, that uh, fucked me in the ass with no grease. <laughs> that came before you. What do you want and why are you here? You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, a lot of times if, if, you're, and like, if you're not there for that, like myself, it'll kind of make you feel like... Oh, wow, my friend or my loved one looks at me as a threat. Not a threat, but like this, this thing that needs to be watched when I'm no harm to them at all. So it, it don't put you away because you automatically recognize that the love automatically is in, in, on the same level. You know what I'm saying? Or your, or your mutual respect or whatever, admiration, whatever whatever it is that you see for them, you'll greatly see it's more than... As a matter of fact, I don't care what relationship you're in, whether it's a friendship <clears throat> relationship, a relationship with a coworker, a boss... Um kids and parents or whatever situation is they always say that there's one in a relationship there's always someone that cares more than the other it doesn't mean that the person doesn't care it just means that they just doesn't care as much as maybe the other person does it's very very rare that the like or love or care in a relationship any relationship is matched or exactly equal okay can one grow up to the level that one has like if one is under the under the other as far as love appreciation respect admiration can they kind of rise to the occasion yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so, but a lot of times that doesn't usually happen. And what most people don't realize is the ones in relationships, any relationship you have, the one who cares the least is the one who, con- who controls the relationship. That's what people don't seem to understand. It's not the one who, who cares or loves the most that controls the relationship. It's the one who loves or cares the least, right? <clears throat> so... We start to see that's true, right? When we start to realize all the jerky people that we put into, into our lives. Who cared the least in comparison to us who was in those relationships where we cared or loved the most. Okay? And so, um, if you look at it like kind of like in that aspect and stuff like that, you start to realize, yeah, you sold a lot of stuff. Maybe, maybe the stuff you sown, maybe some of the stuff that we sown and some of the ground that we sown it in. The ground would be representative of the people that we love, that we sowed those, those seeds into those grounds 
Maybe we sow those seeds in background. There's such thing as background that have no nutrients and no doesn't get any light. It doesn't get a lot of water. And so it doesn't matter what you planted there. Nothing's ever going to grow there. So I'm wondering, is it because of where we're planting our seeds that we're not becoming fruitful or manifesting? I feel like there's a lot of good people I know in the history of mankind that just finished last. But the world needs good people, you know, and the world needs love. And the world needs people to care and the world needs kindness because you need that balance. You can't have everyone to go off the edge and start to be evil, cruel, malicious to one another or so selfish that one doesn't care. It's sad to say, but even if you look at a caring person as being naive or someone who's loving as being naive, the world would still need someone to be naive to take care of one who's, ma- who's manipulating one. Some people are not as naive as you think. There's a lot of people who, like us, we look like we're naive, but the truth of the matter is we love you so much that we're just going to let you just go on with your shit and we're not even going to say nothing to you because that's how much we love you. You know? And it hurts us as, as we're doing, but you know what? We're bigger people. I wish that people could see the good and the, and the people who keep their mouth shut and they ain't always, you know, um, being so mean and malicious and vindictive and, and, and condescending when they talk to people. I wish they could stop looking at the people who just so who can control their mouth a little better or their attitudes or respectful manners, mannerisms. So people act, wish they stop looking at us so much as we're weak and realize that we're the strong ones because through it all, we don't sway over to the other side. You know? I battle every day with whether or not I want to go the good road or the bad road, but my, integ- my, my dignity, my respect, and my integrity as a woman is, is everything to me first and foremost. And as a person, a human being of, of mankind, of the human race, you know, there's a certain legacy of myself that I want to leave behind. And I'm not necessarily ready to start becoming a fuck bitch or this um, type of person who, um, I guess you could say, is distracted so much so by the way that mean people are treating me that I get swayed by them. Because I'm smart enough to know that their way is not the right way. You know, I'm smart enough to know that in the end, even though it seems like they are not reaping anything that they deserve from what they've sown in heartache, heartbreaks, um, just mean, whatever the hell they did. You know, these people just pretty much just keep prospering. I know that every dog has their day. Okay. So I agree with the article on a sense of positivity that. Yeah, I got to believe that one day I'm going to reap something good because I ain't go out here to, even if that good uh, is uh, everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven. You know what I'm saying? Which some people don't believe is real or not. But if, hey, if it is real, which I believe it is, I'd rather be safe than sorry than I guess. And that's what I'll gain from it. But I still feel like before that time comes and before my soul separates from the body down here on this realm, that I will still receive something good somehow. Is my life going to be perfect when that? Of course not. It's still going to be ups and downs after um, arrival of such said good thing, but at the end of the day, like it can't be that the good is just gonna finish life. What kind of world is that we're living in? And if that's the kind of world and love and life you're promoting, then I don't know. It means that you're wicked and you're you're reigning, you know. And I think that's all I have to say about that. Just to keep hope alive, I guess is what it was saying. I guess I'm gonna do the same too. But my point is, I'm not gonna let nobody change me. Not the way I love. Not my heart. Um, I remove myself from people and stay out of certain situations or as I see people don't um, take to me and my love, kindness, care, whatever, in a certain way or they're a little pushy or or put off by it or it might come off to them as a little, you know, 
suspicious that I might have ulterior motives. I might remove myself some, but at the same time, it do not uh, it won't cause me to be less gracious to the person or nice or whatever the situation is. Which is why when I curse my friend out within the past way five days, it's kind of surprising, but hell, they deserved it. Oh, they apologized to me. They knew it was right. But I mean, I apologize still because I don't want to yell nobody. You know, and so I think the golden rule is to just treat others the way you want to be treated. I think that's one thing I learned a lot in the past nine years of my life. I have all I have to do is just take the time, just put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you know, and just see like how you would um, feel, and then that's what you do. But you know, when you start doing that, you start moving like that. You look like such a punk ass like person who's just so soft and naive and so young and don't understand shit. No, I actually understand more than you know, you know. I understand that words have impressions. I understand that people's actions can uh, hurt people or have effect on them. You know what I mean? I try to take responsibility for that as often as I can. I'm not perfect, which means there's like maybe there's still things that I say or do sometimes. That's why I try to apologize when I say messed up things. You know, I feel because I know it's important. You know, once you feel bad, you feel convicted, you was bad. You know, who knows what that person is harboring in their head or what they're replaying in their mind that you said over and over and over again. So. You know, I just want to talk about reaping what you're sowing and, um, you know, watching where you sow at, you know, making sure you don't sow on dead ground. Don't sow seed in concrete. You know what I mean? Don't sow seed in, in a wall, in drywall. You sow seed in good ground, on good soil. You nurture it. So a, a soil or ground that's being nurtured where it has access to good light and water, things of that nature, you know. And then maybe, just maybe the things that we're planting, the things that we're sowing one day real soon we'll be reaping. So on that note, I hope you all have a wonderful Tuesday. I will see you next time here on Chapel's Corner.